0: We don't want to feel bad about not having what we want and not being who we want to be or doing what we want to do. So we tell ourselves a story. People tell themselves a story to make it okay to not go after what they want. In today's episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast, we're going to be talking about what happens if you don't have a big goal that you're going after, that's really exciting for you and that is pulling you forward. What happens if you don't have something that is drawing you forward, that you can claim and go, that's what I'm going for now. This is a thing that happens. Sometimes we're very, very clear. I'm going for this. I want this. This is my goal. And other times we get ambivalent. What does that actually mean? And what do you do about it? Because it's so essential for living your best life. So we're going to be looking at what this means, its causes and its effects. It's the result, what happens when you're in this and how to work it out. We're going to be looking at that law of cause and effect over and over and over again to see how this actually plays out and what you need to do to turn it around so that you can live your best life, your life lived at its highest potential, right? You living at max potential, Now, your potential is infinite and it will constantly grow, consistently grow, continuously grow as you grow. Once you get to that next level, you'll see that you actually have more potential. And let's state it right off the bat. If you're not claiming your desire, that most immediate thing that you're going after, you'll never reach that first level of maximizing your potential. And then you won't see the next level or the next level after that. It only becomes apparent to you once you step forward. And desire, goals, is what drives us forward to that and helps us actually move through all the things that stop us, all the challenges. And so if you don't have that desire, like really locked in for yourself, emotionally locked in, something that you really want, not just a nice to have, but something that you really want, you will always feel like you're living some sort of half-life, a shadow of what you could be. And that, in my experience, is incredibly painful and something that we want to move through, learn how to move through and not stay in that pattern. So, this is all about how to really execute on your highest potential without that feeling of limitation and with that feeling of feeling fully nourished, loved, fulfilled. And and let me pause there for a moment and go off on a little connected but slight tangent. So, we all have a masculine essence and a feminine essence. Our masculine essence, its highest level, its highest potential, its desire, its drive is for freedom. We want to feel free. That's what we are going for. And our smaller desires are calling us towards that ultimate desire of freedom. Our feminine essence wants love, wants to be love, like be love. It wants to be a full expression of love through the giving of love and the receiving of love. It wants to be love. And we are moving towards that. And many of our desires call us towards that. And these ideals, these pinnacle experiences, these pinnacle desires, we reach them through claiming smaller desires. And sometimes those smaller desires are large as well like crossing the six-figure mark or crossing the seven-figure mark or going beyond the seven-figure mark or making a bigger impact. Sometimes the smaller desires are for a nicer car or a nicer house, or maybe it's for a better relationship. But again, small and large is relative. Law of relativity says nothing is big or small, good or bad until we compare it to something else. So these pinnacle desires you know, are going to be larger than your interim smaller desires, which can still be large. Okay. Hope that landed. Okay. Now the next thing I want to say is that we are all on different paths towards achieving these pinnacle desires, towards achieving our highest potential. And those different paths are defined by our desires what we love to do, what we're called forward to do, what we are driven to do, what we are motivated to do. And we are called forward on our path, our unique path through our desires. And this is really important. You know, there's lots of talk about defining your why, why, or really getting clear about your purpose. And those are very important, guys. I'm not dismissing those or denigrating those or anything. But I will say that when I started on my path of this business and growing this aspect of my life, which has turned into my purpose, I did not know what my purpose was. I didn't even say I would like to find my purpose. Some people have that more clearly defined. I think that comes from hearing people say, you know, what is your why and what is your purpose? For me, I had to learn how to really claim the desires that were right in front of me, whether it was a glass of water or needing to take a break or needing to go to the bathroom. How many of you sit there working through like the next activity, the next task, the next meeting without? Going to the bathroom. Now, I will say that I still will hold it while I'm in a meeting with my team or or a client or or whatnot. But I used to do this while I was working by myself. And I would deny my desires because I didn't recognize them as a desire. I was suppressing them. Now that's a really sort of base example, but desires can be as simple as that. I am hungry. I am thirsty. So bodily needs. They can be desires for uh, experiences. They can be desires for material things, a new car, new house, a better car, a better house. They can be a desire for a nicer trash can or a new plant in your, your kitchen or new pots and pans, right? Like there's a whole breadth of types of desires. They can be very small. And I would suggest that in the beginning, if you're having trouble claiming your large desire, what you were put here on earth to do, then start with smaller ones. Start with what's in front of you. What do you want to do today? You know, what do you want right now? What is your body calling you forward into wanting? And really start acting on those. And if you feel limited, like I want to spend the day reading on the couch, but I need to go to work, or I need to do X, Y, and Z. You need to not deny that desire, but you need to figure out a way to integrate it. Can you spend 10 minutes doing that? And then can you also spend some time figuring out how to create a life that supports that? This is how desire is causative. It's a cause set in motion. And the effect, if you let it work through you, is growing your life bigger changes right if let's say you have a desire to read on the couch and you either have a corporate job or you work for yourself but there's too much on your plate right now and you can't take that time off you need to start making different choices little ones you don't have to go whole hog right in the beginning right you don't have to quit your job though for some people that might be the case but you do need to make incremental yet quick changes this is how Desires is causative. If you claim that desire, say, I really want that. I want a life where I can do that. Then you have to start creating a life that you can do that. And then what are those action steps? What are those things that you need to do? Okay. So I use the word desire to really bridge the gap between the small little desires and the super big desires like purpose and goals. And when you do that, and, and just a moment there, again, law of relativity, what's a small desire for me might be a large desire for you. That's okay. If that's your perspective, use that. What's a large desire for me might be a small desire for you. You might be far beyond that, that in that area of your life. So, don't compare your desires to anyone else. Compare them to where you're at. The only thing I will say there about comparison is if you see what someone else is doing and you get jealous or envious, instead of negating it, recognize that that is a desire that you think you're not entitled to, that you think you can't have right now, that is somehow misconstrued in your mind as something that's not available for you that you are not yet. And instead of negating it, pause right there and claim it and use it as a cause. Use it as something that is going to draw you forward into action to really achieve that thing that you might be dismissing right now but actually really want. Okay, so desire is causative. It is what really, you know, motivates us. And yet, one, I want to say, and we'll get to this a little bit later as well in the teaching in this episode, that fear is often a big motivator right now. So there's two motivators for human beings. There is moving away from pain and moving towards pleasure. So we've got fear and we've got desire. So I'm, I'm speaking right now here of how desire is causative and it feels so much better to be motivated by that versus motivated by fear or wanting to avoid you know, pain. We are told though that desire is bad, that it's bad to want, that wanting causes struggle, that wanting is ego and attachment, that wanting will hurt you and others. And to let go of all wants because wanting makes you greedy and bad. And this all implies that it's a zero-sum game. That there's a limited pie, if you will. And that if I get my desires met, someone else is going to lose. But that is a false construct. It's one that many of us were brought up to believe, but it's a false construct construct we live in an expanding universe there is more for everyone who desires it you you have to claim that desire and i know let me pause here i know if you're struggling with cash flow i know that if you're struggling with you know generating income and i was for many many years that that that's like really all i have to do is want it no not all you have to do is want it don't misconstrue this but you do have to want it. And you do have to want it badly enough because guess what? There are going to be challenges daily, really, in going after your big goals and dreams. And there are going to be challenges to creating cash flow, consistent cash flow, the income and the financial goal. And anyone who tells you otherwise is BSing you. There are always challenges. Ask any billionaire. In fact, the more money you make, the bigger the challenges are, but you have more capacity to manage them. Okay. But when you're a billionaire and you're making deals that are multi million dollar deals, the risks are much bigger than when you're making $5,000 a month or $2,000 a month. It's a totally different ballgame, but you've moved through the challenges at a lower level of income so that you can have the capacity at that higher level. So anyone who tells you that there won't be challenges is BSing you. So you have to want it badly enough. That cause, that that desire has to be strong enough in you that you will stay the course, be persistent, be determined to move through whatever challenges come your way. Okay, so now why might we think that wanting, what you want is bad. And here, when I say wanting, there are a lot of people who don't like to use the word want because it implies a lack. There's a connotation of the word want that means that you want something, that you're lacking it. And that's not what we're how I'm using it here. I'm using it as an equivalent to the word desire. Okay. So there are there are two things. Actually, there's really three things going on here. So first we have cultural norms. Norms are like the ideas of our culture, the zeitgeist, the, the, the way our culture thinks, if you will. What you've learned from the culture gets into your mind. And, you know, it's supported in, in movies, in sitcoms, uh, even in some religions that wanting is bad. And, and you can ask the question, here's the thing. It gets reinforced through our culture that wanting is bad. Having desire is bad. And you just need to look for that and recognize it. Start being aware of where you're being told that it's not okay to want anything. What is that storyline in the movie actually saying? What is that storyline in that TV show actually saying? Is it saying Oh, if you want something, you're going to be disappointed. If you want something, there's going to be so much struggle that you won't survive. Like, what is the storyline actually saying? Is it saying if if you go after making money, you're going to be a bad person? Is it saying that if you go after the particular life that you want, that you're going to lose love or belonging or freedom? What is the storyline actually saying? Now, I'm not saying every story says this, but there is often is quite embedded in what we see. And where did all of this originate so that right now it's just in people's heads as conditioning and it gets perpetuated over and over again. But where did this all originate? And I can't tell you that I know with absolute truth where it originated, but I'm going to put forth a pretty good theory for you, which is that it's for the control of people. If the powers that be throughout the last you know, millennium, the last you know, multiple centuries said, you know, claim your desires, go after what you want, and really become more, do more, be more, right? Have more. They would have lost power over you. They needed you to farm and do the hard labor. They didn't need masses of people executing on their dreams. So a story gets created to keep people down and, you know, just explore that. See if that lands for you. Okay. The other thing that happens here is that we have family dynamics. Our family of origin is a very powerful force for either allowing us to grow into more or keeping us Playing small, and we create these loyalty packs with our family about what is or is not okay for us to go for and want. And this just came up recently with a client who's in the mastermind that I run, and she is doing so freaking well. She is jamming on all cylinders. She's basically, you know, started a business in a few months and is making is cash flowing already. Okay, and not insignificantly. And she's doing so many incredibly powerful things. And she has some loyalty packs with her family. And it's making her really sad that they can't celebrate with her. And if it weren't for the support within the group, she would have stopped. She would have gone off the rails already. But because she has that support, she can see this dynamic and navigate through it. And that is one of those things that is really, it's just challenging. I mean, I have that as well, you know, not so much anymore in terms of it holding me back, but it did for a long time. Now, this is not about blaming your family. I want to be super, super clear. This is your internal set point with your family. So I remember I would be kind of ashamed once I started making significant amounts of money to, you know, share that with my family, not share it, like spend money on them, but share the results of that. Like how much I spent on a hotel room or where I was staying. That was one thing. Like I I remember going to visit my parents, staying at a very nice five-star hotel and being ashamed of sharing that with them where I was staying because I didn't want them to judge me or say that I was being frivolous or, or any of that. Like that wasn't what we did as a family growing up. And so I felt like I had to hide that. Now, not consciously. Consciously, I was like, this is ridiculous, but I was still hooked emotionally. And you do end up moving through that, but not without following your desires and acting on them. So my desire was to stay at this very nice hotel. That's, that was my new standard And I had to follow that desire even in the face of the family loyalty pack that was invisible to my family. It was just inside of me. I had to move forward and act on that regardless. That's a real, that's a technique, guys. That is something that you need to implement. That when you have a desire and you feel the hook of, no, I shouldn't do that. And it's usually around spending money or uh, spending time. No, I shouldn't do that. What would my husband think? What would my parents think? What would my kids think? What would my sister think? What would my brother think? Any of that, you have to recognize it for what it is and continue to move forward. Do not stop there. And the third thing that really locks in this concept that desire is bad something that you you should dismiss or that that wanting is not for you that that's somehow wrong or bad is this we don't want to feel bad about not having what we want and not being who we want to be or doing what we want to do so we tell ourselves a story people tell themselves a story to make it okay to not go after what they want because, and here's the rub, they don't know how to step into it. They don't know how to step out of the conditioning, out of the loyalty packs, out of the limited thinking. They don't know how to make it work for themselves. So they tell themselves a story that says, "Ah, wanting things is bad. Wanting to be more and grow is bad. Wanting to do more with my life is bad. Now, you might not be saying that in a conscious articulation of it, but if you ever tell yourself a story about why you can't do something, you have just participated in that. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I'll do it later. This is not what I need right now. I have more than I need. It's good enough already. I should be grateful for what I have. That is perpetuating a story that you shouldn't want. And it's because no one has taught you how to create what you want. Nobody has explained it. And this is extraordinarily frustrating and it causes pain. And what do we do? We want to move away from pain. That is one of our human characteristics, our human traits. We don't like pain. So instead of being in the pain of not knowing how to create what you want, you just tell yourself a story about why it's bad to want. Okay. And this is, this is just something that you have to recognize in yourself. Yet desire is what calls you forward into growth. I've said it before, I'll say it again. And it is through this growth and because of this growth, our own personal growth, that we find our calling our reason to be here on earth, and that we can live out our potential and experience and the full expression of ourselves. And really those pinnacle states of freedom and love and live a life without regret. That's a big thing for people. A year passes, two years pass, five years pass, 10 years pass. They have lived a life of wanting, but not executing or thinking about something and then going back to their set point. And it's painful. You don't want to have that regret. Nobody does. And some people just tell themselves a story to make it okay. And some people will listen to this and be like, I am not going to let that happen to me. And I hope that's you. So desire is not only for material things. It can be. Okay. Okay. I want you to think about what you want. It can be for a more beautiful, efficient, high quality, better designed car, a bigger house or a smaller house or a better house in some fashion or a second house or a beach house. Oh my God. So many of the women I work with are like, I want to live by the beach. I've helped so many women move to Florida. I think it's, it's pretty funny. So it can be for a house. It can be for a ring. It can be for material things. It's totally fine. Okay. My wants are not necessarily going to be your wants. Your wants are your own. What do you want? Okay. Heck it could even be for a microwave. I just moved into this beautiful new house and I didn't like the microwave. It was under the counter and it was really hard to reach the push button to open it. And then you had to like squat down to like get in and out. And yes, you guys, this is a first world problem. I get it. Okay. You could sit there and tell me that, oh my God, Amira, you're so entitled. Look at that. It's perfectly fine, that microwave. And sure enough, it is perfectly fine. But I want something more. And so I am going to exchange that microwave. I already have, actually. And I've installed, it just got installed a couple of days ago, this. Great new microwave that has a drawer and you push a button and it pops out, rolls out smoothly and it's so much easier and gracious and beautiful and efficient. And I freaking love it. And my assistant is like, oh my God, that's the Mac daddy of, of microwaves. Who knew I wanted a nicer microwave until I had that experience. Now you have to back up these desires with the knowledge of how to create income for yourself, how to create money. So I'm not, I want to be super, super clear here, not saying spend money you don't have. I am saying take a risk on good investments for yourself so that you can learn how to create more money. Okay. Some desires are in investments for ourselves that create a knowledge of how to create more money. That would be like a, a coaching course or, a cert- certificate course. Now, let me say something about cer- certificate courses. Sometimes there's technical knowledge that you need to learn in the path of growing your business. But sometimes the technical knowledge is just a excuse to avoid the more challenging stuff that's required in growing a business. And I fundamentally believe that you have to learn how to grow yourself and your business, their concurrent actions that go hand in hand, because guess who is growing your business? You are. So you have to learn how to grow yourself as well. So, okay. I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but I hope, hope that made sense. Circling back, desire can also be for qualities like peace or ease or connection or presence or fulfillment or pleasure right? That like we can desire states of being. And that is beautiful. You want something. What is it? And use that as your driver, your motivation to grow and expand and become more. And use it as the means through which you personally add to life. How do you contribute in your unique way? And then the next question is, what happens if you squash this and make it wrong? Not even consciously. I'm not even talking consciously. Sometimes there's a conscious decision, right? You're like, I want that microwave, uh, but I have a perfectly good microwave. No, I'm not going to get it, right? Like that kind of conscious decision to squash the desire. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the unconscious ways you squash desire. You'll have the experience of immobilization. Like this liminal um, stalling out, like you're stuck in this liminal plane where you're just stalling out and going through the motion, but not really jazzed or excited or motivated. You feel stuck. This is you. If you're experiencing this, this is you not knowing how to claim your desires, feeling like you don't know what's next. That's another aspect to this. Another sign that you're not claiming your desires. I often ask women, well, tell me what you want. Because what I do is I help people execute on what they want. So tell me what you want. And oftentimes she'll say, I don't know. But here's the rub, you always know. But it can be suppressed and locked away and very difficult to access because it doesn't feel safe to own it. Sometimes it's because she's already achieved so much and she's reached the limit of what she thought was possible for herself. Like her self image has already like been met, right? Like growing up, she thought reaching six figures was the pinnacle. Once she reaches six figures, then she doesn't know what to do with herself. That's a thing that happens. That certainly happened for me. That happened for me at seven figures, right? I I was like, after I reached that, I was like, well, I have everything I want. What else do I want? I couldn't see more for myself and that really caused me to have, again, law of cause and effect, a bit of a, a plateau with my business for a few years, because I, I couldn't really see what I wanted next. And that's important to recognize that's a, that's a stalling out. So, so know that it's super important. Like One, one way around this is to put yourself in an environment where you're seeing more super important. So that's a that could be a mastermind coaching environment. That could be a life experience that you have. Like I'm planning a trip to Paris for a small group of female entrepreneurs, and it's going to be next, 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 next level. And it expands how you see yourself and what's available to you. And yet, that's a challenge for people to step into because it's it's more than they think they're worthy of now and yet they want it and they wanna step into it and if they step into it, they're gonna see things that they couldn't see before because they are in a different environment and that that sparks a next level of growth in stepping into your purpose. So some people reject desire because they think, it keeps them stuck. Some people reject it because they they think it keeps them on this hamster wheel of never enough. Like, do we ever get there? Do we ever get there to like really enjoy what we have? And yeah, right now you get to do that. Not later. Not after you achieve all your goals because there's always going to be more. That's growth. That's life. You need to enjoy It now. That's what the misconstruing idea is in your thinking. Be content with what you have right now, in so much as you you are happy for it, you're grateful for it, you're appreciative of it, you enjoy it, you milk it, you experience it. And don't be satisfied, want more, because that's where your growth is. That is where your growth is. And you want to be motivated by what you want, not by the fears that come up. And some of the fears that come up for people and some of the reasons why they dismiss their desires is that they're afraid that they're going to set a goal and not meet it. They're afraid of the disappointment. And that's a big uh, demotivator for people they will not claim their goals because they're afraid that they're going to try and be disappointed okay but that's a that's a misunderstanding that's being in ignorance that's not understanding the laws of success the laws of the universe how the laws work when you do know them when you do understand them when you are applying them and you know how to apply them you step out of this ignorance and any story of limitation into 100% knowing of how to acquire, achieve, and realize anything you desire. And then it becomes so much fun. It's like, oh yeah, I want that. Game on. Okay? I know how to create. I know how to manifest. I know how to be the woman who gets what she wants, who receives what she wants. And I want that is a calling forward. It's a cause. And desire is causative. Will you go after that? Or will you squash your desire with a story? That is a big question to ask yourself. And a story looks like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I'll do that later. Some other time. Some distraction comes up and says, this isn't for me. And that looks perfectly justifiable and reasonable and appropriate in the moment. And here's a big tool, guys. Watch out for your most appropriate, reasonable excuses. Watch out for them. They are the ones you'll believe easily and they are the most nefarious. You'll stop right there. That's the moment you self-sabotage and stop. It won't look like it's stopping you. It will look like a perfectly legitimate reason. Like I don't work on weekends or I need to get, I can't do that. I I don't have childcare or I've got plans already or I already have what I need or I'll do this next time or I need to maximize what I've already purchased. All of those are perfectly reasonable things. Whatever it is for you, pay the freaking attention to it. Whatever it is for you, pay attention to it. That is a huge, 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 like flashing neon sign right there. That's you stopping. And you have to make a quick decision in the moment to go after what you really want and not come up with excuses. This is where you are going to have to move some mountains for yourself, what look like mountains right now to you but aren't really, they're just counter to your programming and your self image that says that's not for me and and therefore stops you. Okay. Don't listen to that story. Everything you want is on the other side of that story. Everything, your freedom, your ease, your love, your connection, your peace, your flow, your meaningful life, your fulfillment, your purpose, your impact, and yes, your flesh bank account. And all the things that money can buy. Say yes to your desires. Did you hear me? Say yes to your desires. Go after them, let them be a cause set in motion. Okay. With that, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, we'd appreciate, I'd appreciate, my whole team would appreciate a five-star review on iTunes. We'd be so incredibly grateful for that and any sharing of this podcast that you want to do would be also incredibly powerful for for what we're doing in this world and, and the impact we're trying to make. So if you'd like to share it with your friends or on social media, we would greatly appreciate that. Okay, rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll catch you in the next episode.